art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. This is an episode of the new release wall, so as usual, you have Russ, that's me, and Zach. Hello, how goes it? It goes. And uh, yeah, today we are going to be talking about two movies, uh, or rather, for you guys, it's it's one day. For us, it's not. I'm, I'm destroying the illusion of our (laughs) you're breaking the fourth wall uh, you're breaking the fourth wall but yeah we're gonna be talking about uh two films and for some reason my mind has gone totally blank on what they are empathy inc is the first film which we're going to be talking about tonight and uh or rather in the first half of the show the second half of the show after the commercial break we're going to be talking about what is it zach uh ready or not yes yes Uh, which made good money this weekend and apparently is quite good uh yeah i've heard uh i was i was probably gonna go that's go to this solo just because the trailer looked good until a, a friend of mine who's uh not a film per, not like a film critic like yeah. or even does a or even does a film podcast uh you know one of the few people left yeah. um and, <laughs> um and he was just like he was actually like i this film has no right being this good, but oh my God, it is. Nice. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly the kind of the review that I yeah. kind of wanted to hear because like, it's, it sounds like it looks like a gimmick film. That's like, okay, it's just because it's cut to good music and like everything right. makes sense in that way. But like, no, it's not going to be like a full good film, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Nice. So yeah, as I said, we are, we are recording this in advance of the release of both of these films. Although empathy Inc has has been out there in the ether for over a year. Uh, it screened at a film festival back in June of 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the motivation behind recording this today is the first half of this two-parter, aside from the fact that I really like the two-part episodes, is uh, I have just spoken to the writer and the director of the movie. So I wanted to, having having watched the screener for, for that reason, I wanted to get the uh, episode done as close to watching it as we could. Yeah, so. makes sense. And uh, so uh, what did you think going into this one, Z? Um, I, was, uh, I was surprised at uh, how much I liked most of it. Um, and uh, I, the, even though, like, I, I, I feel like these days with HD, with, you know, 4K video being, like, basically what everybody shoots on mm-hmm. and... And kind of the justification for black and white being a, a cheaper film, you know, like I was like even even when I when I when I requested the screener uh, yeah. link for this from uh, um, uh, I forget which uh, uh, group this was from, but uh, the I, I made you know thinking, oh it looks good it has very uh, you know early Aronofsky feel yeah. like a la pie, um, which you know basically <laughs> was black and white because a I probably part art and but also because black and white film is just was so much cheaper yeah, yeah. <laughs> developing it's not reversal i mean it's just everything across the board was was cheaper so a lot of like art uh, a lot of art house films and independent films uh back in like the 90s were were all shot on on, on uh usually shot in 60 millimeter uh, yeah. black and white because it was just super cheap but um but this uh i don't i i thought that it was just going to be a 
like there's a bit we've seen I, at least i've seen a couple i don't know i don't, I don't know i'm trying to remember if we've reviewed another one that was that was in black and white that i didn't i didn't I understand think yet. so but i can't remember for sure I, i've seen the trailers for them but um i my dog is in the room by the way and of course nice. the moment i start podcasting he finds the squeaky toys. It's it's a it's fucking amazing. Um, it's his talent. <laughs> My last dog was a border collie who had many many talents. His one talent is figuring out when I'm actually not just talking to myself or watching a movie, but doing a podcast. Because yeah. Yeah. yes, anyway. But uh, that was the, if you hear the squeak. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, he's losing that toy. <laughs> the problem nice. is, is there are four more squeaky toys in this room, well, <laughs> and he will find them. But. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I still didn't necessarily understand why this was black and white. Um, it it didn't add much to it. Um, but on the other hand, it wasn't. It didn't. It wasn't. It didn't look like it was cheap. Like he, the the, the cinematographer, everybody, like they used the black and white to some level. Yeah. Like, but it. I still feel like this could have been a color film because again, like again, like anytime I see uh, a film these days that doesn't look good, I find that deeply worrying on the level of kind of give a shit because it's like color gradation is really easy to do if you fuck if yeah. you fucked up to color or whatever premiere has as long as you shot it in 4k which again i i don't know who's not because it's just so cheap to do right. um uh that's that's just like my one my one kind of issue with it but on mm-hmm. the other hand if he's kind of going for a if they're kind of going for a um uh you know, again, a uh, Aronofsky pie feel, then which it does make sense within the context of the film, then it then sounds fine to me. Yeah. <laughs> Long it's, way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting thing because uh, the movies that they used as kind of their points of reference are both color films, yeah. although they're both movies that have very, very desaturated color for most of the movie, if I can recall correctly. Because uh, the two movies that they used as like their point of comparison when they're saying oh this is the thing that we were doing was primer and being john malkovich and uh you can kind of see where both of those come from uh the the basic premise of empathy inc is that you have this tech startup who are selling the experience of essentially going into vr and experiencing life through the eyes of the less fortunate Mm -hmm. so that uh the, the filmmakers told me that they it was kind of inspired by the idea of like these rich people who want to give themselves a pat on the back by doing something symbolic but not actually making a real difference. Yeah. And uh, and so very quickly in the film you you discover that there's something not right about the way that the VR works. Yeah. And that it, the the technology essentially kind of spirals out of control of your main character. Your main character is this guy called Joel, who is a like a hedge fund manager, mm-hmm. who got caught up. He was like middle management in a scandal that took down a whole company, yeah. and basically burned his reputation to the ground. And then, uh, so he like is emasculated and humiliated and moves in with his in laws, and then immediately sets about. Uh, ruining their lives by getting into another vc scam yeah which is funny because uh, the, the I, i've never actually heard of anyone uh like involved in a, a venture capital firm that which burns the ground uh that actually um lost has the, ha, loses anything or loses any of their uh you know their 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 attention yeah you know what they're able to do they just seem to hop from one theranos to another um yeah. and have a problem the you know the 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 
but the you know the kind of the rest of it is is you know more reality but yeah yeah <laughs> is able to immediately he's also then immediately able to scam other people into yeah. into this deal so before he knows really enough of it to justify the large amount of investment that he he yeah. gathers so yeah yeah and that's pretty much i mean it's funny because when i when i talked to the filmmakers i said like you know it's a bold move making your main character a, a <laughs> like a vc guy because that's not exactly the occupation that most people can relate to and and all that and they were just like well you know they they were kind of wishy-washy about it it was kind of the like we know that these guys aren't ultra sympathetic but also like we yeah. don't have anything against them we just thought it was an interesting take yeah yeah and I'm kind I, of, I, I i do i i do think that like i think that if you you know if you're uh, is, uh, the fact that journalists have uh, been one of the hardest hit by the venture capital world, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so so it, it is one of those things where I'm like I don't know I think that most people actually don't have a negative positive or negative view on on VC um, you know I think like yeah. especially like millennials in general think oh it's, they don't think about them they just think oh the new app that's giving me this free shit for yeah. a while is fun and then after that which you know, <laughs> yeah. so it ends up being one of those. I'm like, I had to hedge the fact that I find the the main character um, terrible just right off the bat. Yeah. There's an yeah. existence. But like it, which didn't make me he's 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 quite good. Um, yeah. Uh, Joel uh, is a uh, Zach uh, uh, Robotis, uh, Robotis or Robotis, Robotis. Anyway, sure. um, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's he's quite good in it. He's able to mm-hmm. he's able to make himself uh, sympathetic um uh to to the level that a venture capitalist uh, can be sympathetic <laughs> yeah yeah uh and and i will say that's uh, this is another one of those movies where it was done on a nothing budget but the cast is all really good oh, yeah. um, i can't think of anybody i didn't love in this movie outside of like his mother-in-law was kind of just a one note thing but yeah. again when you have one character who has 85% of the screen time yeah, there does come a point where certain people don't necessarily need to be fantastic. They just need to fil- fulfill their their obligation. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say because it amuses me uh, within the context of this movie, his his wife is like an actress who essentially sees going home to her parents as um, an opportunity to finally get serious about acting. Uh, yeah. Kathy Searle is the actress and she's she's pretty good but uh, the thing that amuses me about it is that when I was talking to the filmmakers uh, they told me that there was a, a scene that got cut from the movie yeah. where she was like running her lines and it was like it was supposedly Shakespeare but it wasn't really it was just nonsense <laughs> like that you know it would have been like high sounding not like and it would have been something that would have been hard for the average person to maybe like no wasn't actually shakespeare because it would sound pretentious <laughs> yeah yeah and all i could think was like oh so it's literally it's it's the gang for it's the gag that we commented on with the bible verses from velocipaster <laughs> like it's the same same idea yeah, yeah and i'm kind of bummed that it got cut because i, I would have loved to have that go two episodes in a row yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, but yeah it's I, I agree with you. I agree with you on the 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 uh, mother-in-law. Um, I think she was like, I don't know, like fifteen percent over the top, or just they gave her too much. Like when she was, you know, like I, I well, it was one of those problems where we didn't have enough time with her, and the only time we had with her was basically 
at the dining room table and she was basically like went from vaguely obnoxious mother-in-law to yeah you should have killed that homeless person yeah <laughs> like yeah. which is like it, whoa <laughs> jesus <laughs> it's funny um she she kind of reminds me of uh robert patrick's character in that other movie that i watched recently and i can't uh tone deaf yeah. uh where he's like this this boomer who hates millennials and so like decides he's gonna murder people for funsies because fuck millennials yeah and uh and it's one of those things where like the first few things that he says about millennials in the movie are all just kind of general boomer like i hate young people stuff and then like very quickly he takes a hard turn into like so i'm gonna murder people and you're like (laughs) wait what uh and and that that was kind of the mother-in-law in this, and I I do kind of feel like there's a chance it was the writing more than the performance. I don't want to bag on the actor. Oh, I don't, I don't but, think it was either. I think like uh, I don't know. You cut like one, cut cut one scene down, and it's perfectly yeah. fine. Like it's just you know I mean it's, uh, mother-in-laws are kind of in the most probably like within with without like going into race or sex or anything, just like yeah. character-wise probably the most like just stereotypical like they can no matter what i mean there's wasn't it what the entire was it jane fonda and jennifer lopez oh yeah the monster in law movie basically built off of the entire like aren't mother-in-laws terrible (laughs) so i mean i uh, anyway (laughs) but i've never been married so yeah i've been engaged twice and anyway but um (laughs) (laughs) no more words but uh yeah and it's funny because as i'm looking at the cast for the movie there's like maybe a dozen people in the entire film uh and and there's probably some that aren't accounted for on imdb just because that's how imdb works with small films yeah but uh yeah there's really uh, of people who have any significant screen presence or speaking lines there's like a half dozen yeah like it's basically him and his wife the two bad guys and the and the in-laws and then arguably this one homeless lady who plays a, a role in the plot, but really she probably only got a total of ten lines tops. Yeah. Um, and then you have a bunch of people in it who are like, like, uh, again going to the kind of one note. Like, there's a character who fulfills this one obligation and then moves on. It's like you have the the other VC bros basically, uh, yeah. who who you see in the very beginning, and then one of them recurs later in the movie, and that's it. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, I uh, first of all, I thought that Jay Clates, uh, who plays Lester, was really good, uh, and Eric Berryman, Berryman, who I can't remember who he, what his character's name is, but the other bad guy, Nicholas or Nicholas, yeah, Nicholas, yeah, it's just yeah. Nicholas, it's but it's like it's the the like Russian spelling Nicholas, yeah. like N I C K L A U S or something, yeah, um, but yeah, he he was very good. He actually. He reminded me of D.L. Hughley in Studio 60. Yeah, uh, I can see that, yeah. He had that same kind of, like, every – you could tell, like, his, his character's a con man. And you could basically tell he was a con man because he was over-delivering every line. Yeah. But it wasn't, like, bad acting. It was clearly, like, him acting to show that his character was acting, and it worked really well. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I I – because he – I don't know. I've met I've met a lot of those types, um, but it's he. You know, it's like just people who, are, whether it be they're selling, you know, whatever tiered marketing thing, or yeah. or, or you know, again, you know, venture. You can watch. He, he's a grifter. He's because yeah. uh, I mean, you know, it, within the film, they uh, 
was he was he a drug dealer? I'm trying to remember what how he what he knew him in high school for. Like it was a one off yeah, line. Yeah, it was a one off line. He's like, oh, you're still doing that, and yeah, and he's like, no, no, I'm not. I'm I'm respectable now, or something like that. And yeah, and like change the sub and and uh, and I just, I don't know why like, but uh, but yeah, and I'm trying to try to. I think walk, you're right. Uh, I think it was walk around dry. the spoilers uh, potentially, but but. Um, it's but a yeah, weird no. movie to try and walk around the spoilers because there's like spoilers threaded through the movie. They're yeah. not like focused in any one spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, without mentioning the fact that something is a spoiler, it may not be, but also. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. He he was great. I I thought Lester's um, uh, especially towards like Lester. You know, he's just a like kind of weird science guy, yeah. weird computer tech tech guy for most of the film, and then towards the end, his character expands uh yeah. at least yeah especially screen just screen time in general but yeah. but also like he's given more lines and things like that um and so not only that is the reason why he becomes more interesting but also his character yeah. becomes more interesting in general and he he shows he's god damn it there's, there's an actor he really reminds me of uh yeah i can't uh, either but i have that i have that same like uh he i mean he's got that like tim minchin energy which is not yeah what i'm actually thinking of there's a guy who like not just acts like him but also looks like him yeah uh and i can't think of who that is but the like the closest thing i can think of is that he reminds me of like uh uh is it tim minchin who was in black books too i don't know um no it wasn't him i don't don't think it would have been there was a uh, there was a, a character actor like a British character actor who was in Black Books and and a bunch of other random stuff. Uh, Bill Bailey. Oh okay. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of Bill Bailey. Uh, but again, it's one of those like there's there's like there's actually there's a handful of of people like that in the film. It's funny because Kathy Searle who plays Jessica in this film she remind mm-hmm. like she looks like and reminds me of like four different actresses yeah and then i look at what she looks like outside of this movie because this is shot two years ago yeah and i'm like oh she's blonde now she doesn't look like any of the people who <laughs> <laughs> like yeah yeah totally <laughs> but uh uh yeah i think it, it is a it is a story that uh and, and i'm stealing something from the directors here but i think it's really apt and and when you see movies that are done for like 10 grand or whatever this was done for a lot of the time it's necessarily really like small and character focused yeah because like you don't have the money to do anything else and this is a really plotty movie and it's a really story focused movie and the character stuff is obviously important uh in that it hooks you in but about halfway through the movie the world gets like bigger and weirder and I think that's really interesting. Like it, it's it's a fun way to kind of subvert the audience expectations a little bit because I do think the way that it looks, the way that it reads, the way that the characters are, it feels very much like a like late '90s, early 2000s indie movie. You know, again, yeah. kind of going back to the primer of it all. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's like I know that like there was there was a real love for primer um, when it came out. Do you remember that film? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I, I remember recommending that movie a lot at the video store. Uh, it wasn't my favorite, but uh, it was it was a movie that like really worked for what it was. And I think that that's kind of what Very this is for me. Like I think that everything they try to do, they more or less land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. It, it's it's uh, it's uh, kind of a, a like there's you know they're late '90s indie films. Uh, there's a ton of. Uh, 
uh, high concept, like Cube was one, like high concept, yeah. sci-fi kind of, but mo- but like 99% of it is based in reality, except for like, oh, there's the yeah, sci-fi yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, like even being, you know, obviously this, you know, be- feels heavily being John Malkovich, except with science, um, yeah. and also yeah. not a famous actor. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no fantastic scene with everyone going, Malkovich, Malkovich. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was missing, really. <laughs> yes, I think that really does is what makes this the difference between a five star. I, I could see an edit for this. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of those. I mean, I think this would have done, you know, I mean, obviously you can just add a film grit layer over this, and it very much could have been a 90s uh yeah. 90s because the the tech is within that world oh yeah uh, you know, it, i mean like was v- vr clearly... existed vr existed back then the idea the concept and the idea of it it was yeah. it was more sci-fi than it is now um at least in the you know yeah. way that, that we think of vr uh but this is vr x yeah, <laughs> which i very VR. much dug there's there's a great line in the film where it's just like it's like well what do you call it it's v is it xdr vx it's xvr XDR. oh it's xvr and it's like the the, sci- the scientist uh, just goes kind of like rolls his eyes like yeah, yeah. well and it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's like yeah again, that's how every VC basically happens <laughs> again speaking to the 90s the, like the 90s feel of it it's it, the reason it's XVR is because it's extreme VR so the X is for extreme yeah uh, which Rob Liefeld would appreciate yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah uh, it's a well shot movie it's a well acted movie I liked the script for the most part I really uh, it's one of those films that it's definitely not escapism. Uh, you know, you kind of when you go to like an indie sci-fi thriller, you uh, a lot of the time you think like, oh, this is a good like way to turn off my brain for half an hour. This isn't that. Uh, I spent a lot of the first half of the movie like actively stressed by the movie <laughs> because it's like this this douchebag like goes from one scandal and then immediately like cons his father-in-law into giving him all of his life savings to put into another risky venture that he knows will probably fail you know what i mean yeah there's like yeah there's like early on in the film uh because like the there's there's only like basically one scene where you, you find out his first his first uh his first big idea um basically was it water and cars or something yeah um uh, it all the science was faked he's losing his job they're using him as the uh out the fall basically. guy basically the fall guy and like that's like literally like five minutes and then you jump, mm-hmm. jump into the film which is which is very good because i think if we spend any more time like then there's there's not much uh there's yeah. not much to that like could be cut in this film everything's yeah. very you know there's like one or two scenes of like looking out a window, you know, like yeah. looking out a window or something like that. But yeah, it's, like, a, it's, it's all pretty, like, okay, we it, have to build that. Yeah. It's a pretty economical edit. And I think that the only, uh, I, I really liked the, this, like the clip that they take you through hit the backstory essentially. Cause like you said, it's, I, I would say probably less than five minutes, probably three minutes yeah. that you get like, and it doesn't feel as much like a data dump as it could Mm-hmm. Um, where he's basically arguing with his direct supervisor and being like, you know, it's your boss that fucked this up. Yeah. And then, like, smash cut to him going to confront the big boss, and the guy's just like, yeah, we're all screwed. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> my life is worse than yours right now. And, yeah, exactly. And so, on, exactly. Yeah. so yeah. Which uh, it yeah. doesn't actually happen in the real world, but for the sake of this movie, it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm the only thing that's actually a, a good point, which is I'm a little surprised that they didn't do more with, because there's actually a thing later in the movie where he gets necessary information from his his former supervisor. Yeah. And the guy who's trying to con him essentially says, you're going to believe that guy? He fucked yeah. you over like a minute ago. Yeah. And Joel's just not having it. Yeah. Like, within minutes, he's sold on, like, oh, no, this guy's being straight with me. And, like, story-wise, it makes sense because he was being straight with him. Yeah. But at the same time, it almost feels like you didn't pay off that first scene because like yeah. in that first scene everybody's screwing him at that company and the first time they turn they turn around and go oh no trust me this time the, he just trusts them yeah yeah I, it, and, and the funny thing is though it it's one of the very few moments um where in in kind of like financial uh grifting history where yeah. if he didn't and the, i don't know if this is spoilers or not it may be minor spoilers just just so you know um but uh, the fact that if he didn't listen to him, if he didn't li- d- didn't believe him and said, no, 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 I trust this dude. I trust Nicholas. Yeah. Yeah. He likely would have been OK. Yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. no this is like it's 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 clearly a grift and it's clearly a uh, made off kind of like you put your money in first and you're making some money. And yeah. because we don't know where the science is kind of going. But like the dude's making clearly good money, like he's yeah. getting paid, you know, getting like a. Oh my God, this is how disconnected I am from the financial world. Um, he's getting, you know, pay not payoffs directly, you know, in the in yeah. the like payoff way, but like he's getting money for his investment and finder's fee, and and he's getting cash as as things go along, and and it seems that the investment is is the investment is is used, but it's not like lost. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's like yeah. a big difference between like the money has been spent. You know, it's not like. It, I guess, you know, it's not like Madoff where it's like, no, no, it's fucking gone, dude. Yeah. Like, it's no, there's no getting back. Like, if you stick around, um, like, this science can be developed or the code, it's more the code, I guess. Can that's, be developed, so. that's the one thing that I feel like is, is like a logical flaw in the film is that the technology he develops has, like, it's, it's legitimately like a quantum leap forward for yeah. science. Yeah. And so the idea that, like, the guys behind this venture are just going to, like, con people out of relatively small yeah. amounts of money, I'm just yeah. like, wait, this shows that you really don't understand what you have <laughs> on your hands. It, 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 yeah, it is a deeply weird thing because it, it – it, I, I mean, these this sort of shit ha- – it's, like, kind of plot lines in a lot of films yeah. and things like that where it's just like, wait, you could have probably just sold this whole thing to DARPA yeah. for, like, a billion dollars and been, like – Cool. <laughs> We're yeah. good, guys. Yeah, we made exactly. Because, I mean, like, being able to transfer, you know, at least for a short time, your your body from one body to another and kind mm-hmm. of do a switch, like, that's, that's you know, genuine sci-fi shit. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah there's, I don't know, military, either CIA would pay a billion dollars for yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can kidnap somebody. I mean, like, so it is kind of funny because it's like, yeah, clearly they're making decent money because you can see, yeah. like, there's a moment where you see the basically the Excel sheet of, like, how much people are, are paying and investing. Yeah. Like, I, I, I forget whether that was investing or paying. I think it's paying. It's cl- He says clients, so... 
at yeah. least understanding that would be like people, rich people who are paying to do it. And it's, it's hard to say though because like millions of dollars. Like there's a there's an investor. Like there's another investor who's alluded to and never named in story, yeah. and the guy refers to him as a client and basically won't tell one investor the name of the other investor because he's like, oh no, client secrecy. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm not I'm not 100 percent clear on the, whether the client list is a list of like people who are using the experience yeah. as like an experience or investors or a little bit of both. Yeah. And, and and I mean, in either way, if he's if he's an early investor, he's that yeah. first, clearly it's the first guy. Then he is if he's in, making the assumption like all basically like all venture capital firms yeah. are are, you know, basically made off style pyramid grips. Yeah, um, it just ends up being um, it just ends up being like he's going to be the guy that gets paid out of all of this. Too. Yeah. So, so it's this very weird like. Obviously, it ends up being a moral thing as we find out what you know problems are with the with yeah. everything. So it's it's very I mean it's good because like he's he's the venture capital scumbag. Um, again, right. again we are we are building way so much into this because uh, at least me personally I've had such a deep seated hatred for uh, VC. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. And and so like. You may not see this. <laughs> like, if you're like, no, it's really good. Venture capital is like a great way to do whatever. And that's 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 an opinion that you can have. It's wrong. Oh, yeah. It's an opinion that you can have. Well, that's actually, um, <laughs> when I talked to the filmmakers again, they, they kind of hand waved my yeah, like yeah. my idea that like venture capital guys are scumbags. Uh, yeah. and they were just like, oh, no, but I mean, not to us necessarily, but to a lot of people, these guys are heroes. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I get I mean, it. If, on the other if hand, I was a early person in, uh, in Facebook or something like that, yeah, I'd probably consider, uh, you know, the the dudes that. I mean, to be fair, if you were an early person in Facebook, Zuckerberg would have fucked you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I actually probably would have gotten out like as soon as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I Although, think I, mean, I, I think a very small money amount of money is a lot of money. So <laughs> I've been like, I mean, wait, I can pay off all my loans and my credit card. I'm done. I'm cool. Cool. No, no, but if you stick around for another six months, you you'll make million. No, 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 man. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like I made $62,000. That's how much I need. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go back, build up that credit card debt again. You doing yeah, journals. Right? <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty much me too. It's like, Oh wait, you mean I can, I can like spend $150. I don't have to make $200 this week. Okay. fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> journalism <laughs> like this this review is a very like this review is very specific if you're just like have to, but like here's what our review is but you have to like kind of like go with the flow of the idea that vc capital is a bad bad thing in american yeah. society and and especially and is probably going to be one of the reasons re for the next recession that's right. what you have to believe <laughs> and then everything kind of falls into the way that we're reviewing it but <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought the film was really good. I thought that uh, it, 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 it feels to me like a really accessible version of like the primer and uh, pie kind of movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think it's as high concept or as uh, impenetrable as those can be at times. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the, the filmmakers, I got the impression, were very practical about the way that they constructed this movie. I mean, they, they went into it knowing it's like, we want to do a sci-fi movie with no money. What can we do? Yeah. You know? 
And so uh, I, I think that there's there's a lot to really like about this movie. I don't think it's perfect, but I do think it, it's it's much more accessible than a lot of similar films. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe in 15 years people won't still be talking about it the way that we're still talking about Primer 15 years later. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that the likelihood of these guys quickly getting another film that's bigger – uh, is probably greater than the filmmakers behind something like Primer. Yeah, uh, uh, especially considering the filmmakers behind Primer, did, as far as I can tell, haven't done really anything else. Yeah, I know, uh, which is super weird um, <laughs> because that film was one of those like there's a that was one of those like indie darlings that deserved the the darling status oh, yeah. because it was you know it was excellent for everything that it was and <laughs> and good in general. Uh, well, like as a and it yeah. was made for nothing, so yeah. you kind of it's like one of those. Um, uh, I will say, I think, uh, let me see if I can confirm this. I think studio, no, I'm, I'm wrong. It's Dark Star Pictures. I, I was going to say, I thought Studio Canal, who did Primer, was actually the ones who distributed uh, Empathy Inc., but that's not right. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, this is a film that I think that uh, you're going to see at least some of these people uh, again. And uh, there, there's something, I, I think there's something really accessible about it especially when you think of it as being like a super high concept. Um, you know, and I, I don't think that it's as pretentious as a lot of the other films that you might compare it to, which to me, I don't mind pretentious. I love it. Uh, (laughs) but, but I do think, um, that a lot of people may, you know, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's, it's easy to kind of look at a film like this and be like, Oh no, I get it in a way that it might not be for, you know, a lot of the other movies that were, you know, Pie especially, like, Aronofsky went on to be uh, incredibly influential, but I think that, like, most people who aren't serious film nerds would look at Pie and be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, what uh, did you just make me watch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I, as a person who, that was one of the first DVDs I ever bought, I still ha- think I still have it somewhere. Yeah. Um, I actually just found my uh, Aronofsky signed... Um, uh, CD when I met him um, and asked him about uh, how excited he was about doing Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Oh God, I wish I remember. It's like he's like, oh, we can't say much, but yes, we are in talks or something like that because yeah. it was you know one of the many rumors that I'm, I'm sure will still actually. God damn it, that actually would be fantastic to bring him back. Well, um, I, but I think his screenplay leaked, right? I think I'm, so. Yeah. It's it, this was a thing that was definitely going to happen. He was doing Batman Year One before. Um, Nolan came along and did yeah. basically Batman Year One, Year One with a different name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's well, yeah, yeah. Beside the point, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's but it is. Uh, but yeah, I, I it, this is this is a this is a film that I could see also. Um, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the, uh, the. There's a film. There was a short film about uh, short independent film about uh, basically the world being frozen. And one oh. character is able to walk through it. You know what I'm talking about. And yeah. they made it into a full-length film. It didn't do too well. Like nobody, nobody really cared about it because I think again, like the the concept of that wasn't unless you have like a larger idea. Yeah, it wasn't. yeah. But um, I feel like like this could be one of those that like it, there's definitely a bell curve where it goes from indie good to way yeah. too much money bad because you're like, well, the the concept is 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 high, but it's also thin. Yeah, um, you could build an entire world around it, and, and like it, this would be actually kind of a fun 
um, to do a little bit more of maybe an action film or something like that, like with the concept of building around kind of the idea of VC capital and things like that and kind of build yeah. it to Silicon Valley, especially as, you know, the kind of the hatred for Silicon Valley slowly builds. Um, and, I, and and again, as anyone's that, that's not necessarily a thing I don't think they were going for. And that's also I don't think a thing that they, you know, would have to be. But it is it would be interesting to see because it's like usually most of these indie film, uh, most of these uh, independent films that we see. I, I'm like, no, that this is exactly what it's like. Velocibaster. So yeah, like that. Yeah. you're like, no, no, no. Like it becomes one of kind of the problems of like uh, Roberto Rodriguez and his like machete films where you're like, yeah, was, that was a fun commercial. That was a fun idea. And even the first one was kind of fun. And then he had some, a little bit more money and was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's too much money yeah. uh, because you're like no i can see the money now and that and like most people go, oh, that's a waste yeah <laughs> like, yeah pretty much. you should have made two machete films <laughs> i would have loved that for the price of that last one whatever but um and i am waiting awaiting the next machete in space whenever the hell that's yeah. gonna happen but um but it is uh but I it mean, is what it is <laughs> now that he's not on the flash anymore <laughs> well he is running his vegan taco restaurant so that's true. That's you know, true. i think uh, it's like three now or something but anyway one, one thing i will say because like it fucking baffles me eh, i don't know this might be a spoiler and and if so just skip forward like five minutes because we're, we're about <laughs> to wrap this up yeah. but promotional photos for this the movie poster for this all like it's a huge fucking spoiler like uh every image like if you go to the movie's twitter like every image is from the last three minutes of the movie (laughs) and it's the same image over and over and over again and it's just one of those wacky things where you're just like why is that the poster it's first of all it's not at all representative of the movie is this a different poster than the one that's on imdb i guess i'm not sure the the poster i uh the poster that i'm looking at throughout the timeline for the empathy inc twitter page is uh the last shot oh, I see. of yeah. yeah yeah of one particular character uh and it's just a weird choice yeah. uh, i don't know i don't know what to make it of also that. it also really builds to a it kind of says this is a horror film versus yeah like sci-fi like to me like i, I now i remember seeing that poster and i go this doesn't really like feed for the poster and and again this is super spoilers like yeah the fact that it has any any kind of incredibly dark ending and kind of like uh, ending like yeah. this is uh, like at the beginning i said we were like i liked a great amount of this film or yeah. something <laughs> whatever it wasn't that long ago should actually remember what i said but <laughs> um but like i i kind of re- i respect the twist i re- or yeah it's not even really a twist it's kind of once you start seeing things rolling you're like oh that's the thing that's gonna happen yeah um and but it's kind of like oh my god and this is extraordinary spoilers if you've you've gone into here um you turn away um yeah. monsters ahead or something i don't know anyway but um the fact that like this woman is living in the corpse but there's a body of his dead, <laughs> dead husband and like yeah what the hell and like and it's just and it you know it's funny what's because it's like it is one of those things where and again you know every movie in the planet gets gets away yeah. with so it's not this is not a criticism it's a criticism of movies yeah, <laughs> like yeah. in general is the fact that like wait a minute like it clearly shows her like acting at the end and like because she understands other people you know she's yeah, able to yeah. do things and that was the that was you know one of the kind of original ideas on why she wasn't 
making it as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, wait, there are bodies. Like, yeah, lots of bodies and including her, yeah. <laughs> her body in a room somewhere that they don't explain it all. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know, and again, this is like, I forget. I was just talking to somebody about Rampage. Um, and it was just like, I mean, there's thousands of bodies that that ape killed and it just, oh, it just adorably walks away at the end of the film. And you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, that's a sci-fi film and this is a sci-fi film. But like, <laughs> it yeah. just says to me like, oh, she must be fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like mental illness and PTSD. Yeah, it really is. It's like, it's it's one of those things too where, and again, like we've spoiled now, so I'll have to just say like, blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, there's, there's that weird thing of like, <clears throat> You you can't think too much about the ending because it's like wait, everything starts to fall apart if you think about it because it's like, oh well, her husband totally like she basically torpedoed her husband's relationship with her parents yeah. because like her her father went in eyes wide open knowing that like he's he's making a potentially very poor decision, yeah. but being essentially talked into it, yeah, uh, and then she basically goes and and like told them everything uh and made them decide like oh no like he's evil and now like he's going to be going back to the house where she's murdered and going like oh by the way guys like everything's good now right because i'm me yeah (laughs) and like wait like and her parent it is one of those like so she explained everything to her to her parents mm -hmm. and like they're like yeah Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just do. I do feel like everyone just like I understand that um, that uh, that he understand. I understand that Joel gets it because he physically did it. Um, And so, yeah. And then I get that, you know, I get that Lester and Nicholas understand it because, yeah, they did it. But like, I don't know. The parents seem a skeptical in general about things and be like, oh, there's just too much technology these days. Yeah. Whatever that line was. And and then but they're like, oh, well, my daughter, who is a flighty actress who we don't really respect that much. Yeah. yeah. Kind of massively condescending to her. She explained how. No, but what you invested in was (laughs) get this guy. Yeah. (laughs) What you invested your entire life savings is is a science thing where one body goes to another and the other goes to the other. And and they they go commit crimes and kill. They they killed them like that's That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh wait. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if I was that guy, I'd be like, uh, and and you're and we're selling this idea. We're going immediately to the police. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but we are getting our investment documents and saying that we own a share of this and selling it to uh, the government or selling yeah. it to fucking you know Lockheed Martin or something. You yeah. know, like yeah. Blackwater, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And again, like part of it too is like. Uh, I I mean I like what they did with the film, but I also oh, yeah. think that like as you're watching it, you're going like, wait, there's like five things here where you're like, no, you just made a terrible decision. Like <laughs> even even in the context of like him being told like, well, if you out us to the world and ruin us, then we're going to blackmail you. Yeah. It's like, what's the worst thing that can possibly happen for blackmailing him? Like he already like dies at the end like he he basically goes on his roaring rampage of revenge with the idea that he's going to die yeah and so but anyway uh i'm gonna put up a i'm gonna try to go in and like add a spoiler air horn or something because like i feel like (laughs) but uh 
but uh yeah so again like i really liked it we're, we're being a little like nitpicky about like weird oh no but i mean this but... is the kind of like i i think that almost every single sci-fi film whether it be a big budget one a small budget one yeah where you're like wait a minute because they you know sci-fi films in general have to have some level of ridiculousness to them yeah. otherwise they're a fiction they're just a normal narrative film with a sci-fi twist or something like that and so yeah and i i don't discredit the film for making those choices i think i would have made different choices um yeah. Yeah. not and and again that's not that's just like that's the type of i don't know like i i think that it's a it's a it it either depending on what kind of person you are or what kind of yeah. film you're looking for it either adds or subtracts for me yeah. kind of subtracted um just because it was kind of horrible yeah yeah <laughs> and like and it was one of those i'm like yeah no once once shit started going down like with the last like i think like last 20 minutes of the film i was like oh that's that's an option <laughs> like yeah. in the back of my head I'm like oh no <laughs> yeah and 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 so but i think that most people that uh would turn on this film uh would uh, wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it as much um i no. it just was one of those like again like any fucking film like it was just I wouldn't have made that choice. Um, yeah, yeah. But part of it, part of it for me is just like the fact that I spent the whole movie kind of being like, I'm not as on board with the protagonist as the movie wants me to be. <laughs> and so like every time something that he does has terrible consequences for everybody else, I'm just like, eh, fuck that guy. Yeah, I have I have a hard time. I've obviously talked to the you know the creators, uh, so different take, but like I didn't feel like as Obviously, I, I I didn't feel like the, the the film was 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 hating on him as much as, mm-hmm. as just like I, I hate on him. Um, yeah. Not, not the actor, but the the character. Right. Like, like the actor's quite good, uh, but he played a he played a uh, garbage human uh, yeah. quite well. <laughs> um, but it's the fact that uh, I don't I don't think that the film uh, tried to portray him any better than he was. Uh, which I give yeah. it massive credit for because that's that's always a really difficult line when you're mm-hmm. if your main character is a complete and utter prick um, to be like yeah no I want I want to have that character like throughout for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, it's the yeah. Main, and also the one that I'm gonna have to like feel bad if he dies or gets shot or whatever yeah. happens to him so like that that's always a ballsy move to do in filmmaking at all and you know and that's why disney does their films the way they do every and they do really yeah. well by them because they have and same thing with you know um marvel films um yeah. you know they do really well because their main characters uh to most of the audience are always just oh they're really easy to like you know yeah. civil yeah. war Everybody, even though both sides, you can go, yeah, no, I understand both sides. I mean, we have different opinions about both uh, both sides in the Civil War. Um, you know, I'm not saying that uh, Tony Stark is, uh, you know, the equivalent to uh, Robert E. Lee or something, but uh, I'm saying that. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's. By the way, wait, just wait for our our uh, when we go back through and re- do a rewatch on all the Marvel films. Yeah. Just yeah. no, anyway. <laughs> there's there's very fine people on both sides. <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, Captain America is the Antifa. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Which I actually, I think he actually tweeted out something equivalent to. I mean, so. to be fair, his very the very first time any human ever laid eyes on Captain America outside of the Marvel offices, he was punching Hitler. So. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Uh, 
All right, so yeah, uh, why don't we uh, at this point for me for me this is like a four star movie. I think this is a, a really solidly made movie. Again, I think that the the problems such as they are with this movie are mostly just choices that I would have made differently. Um, I don't think that it's quite as smart as it's angling to be, which is probably its biggest weakness because it very much wants to be a higher concept than it is. But I think it it does what it does very well. I, my, I kind of, and this is the non-pretentious part. I, I, I wish it wasn't in black and white. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't like, you could have done flashbacks in black and white. You could have done the, like the cutaways, like where things are happening and, or done mm-hmm. something. Um, but I want to see the dark and dismal color of this world. Like, yeah. and I, it is something I think I'm like, he could have done that in a, in a very easy color, like, a filter over everything or just whatever because obviously you know it's not going to look you know uh, i'm trying to think of what i don't know not not blade runner but like it's not that clean but yeah. like kind of a, like a, a little bit of a sadder world uh yeah. but like i, I did I, I did spend like the first 10 minutes of this movie wondering whether it was going to come back from the black and white and like yeah smash cut into the quote-unquote real world yeah yeah, that that's that's the only thing I, I'm 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 I'd be very interested to see uh see what their um what their take is on on, on making it uh black and white uh, yeah. throughout, but but it, again it's just one of those and like uh just it just because it it again it kind of builds to its uh uh a, a le- some level of pretension that I don't genuinely think it's going for like I don't yeah. think it's going for that, but due to if you make a film black and white. Yeah. In 2019, what that means, you know, yeah. basically since digital, if you make a film in black and white, you're doing it for a goddamn good reason. Um, you know, like I literally like it's it's funny. And then this is, I'll wrap this up. But um, literally, the like if I do port- when I do portfolio reviews um, mm-hmm. for photojournalists, they have black and white. And I go, mm-hmm. what the first question to go, you know, I'm going to ask this. Why black and white? And mm-hmm. I make them justify it. And sometimes it's just like color was really shit it was you know yeah. neon it was fluorescent light bulb and i'm like yeah, yeah it's fine um because photojournalism is different than a narrative film like you don't can't control the things yeah but if it's like because it was pretty and i'm like you're not wrong <laughs> like but you know come on yeah. man like <laughs> but yeah so it's a long story short on that yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of my only thing so i yeah i would i would give it's like three I, we don't do points but like 3.9 <laughs> um, yeah, just yeah. because i again it like starts to build now that we've started doing uh more ratings out of five it's like i it's hard to give what we gave before even though i gave i, I think i gave velocipaster four too so yeah. i don't know that's hard then <laughs> 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 but yeah no um uh, it's a four uh, upon itself. I always rate film. I always try to rate films like based on themselves, not based on like some larger structural idea. Like yeah. for what this is, it is a four out of five. Like yeah. if you walk in looking for this film, you see this trailer and go, that looks good. It is a four out of five on our. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks. Or not thanks because we're sticking around, but uh, we will be back in <laughs> just a couple of moments uh, to talk about some other movies and in the meantime ads. hold on hold on hold on hold on i've got a i've got a stuffed animal we're, we're sealing we're sealing robert evans bet <laughs> 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 <laughs>
my dog just looked up at me and was like, Why did you throw my toy? What did I do? <laughs> oh. Hi, I'm Angry Man. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue, and we have an 80s movie podcast called the Retro Cinema Podcast. We talk and give trivia, well, just a little bit of trivia, on 80s movies that we both watched back in the 80s. We cover all genres, including comedy, horror, drama, fantasy, musical, animation, action, and even film noir. Yeah, we cover them all, so you can find us at theretrocinema.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Claypack, is that Slavic? No! <laughs> Give, Give us, us a, a listen. listen. I'm John Galbo, co-host of Adventure Club Podcast, one of the flagship shows of ACPN. Each week, we're joined by guests from all walks of life, from celebrities to comedians to web geeks of all trades and beyond. Each episode is jam-packed with popular culture goodness sprinkled with some old-fashioned comedy and all-around geekdom. Come join us and share in all the adventures. All right, I said it. Give me my 20 bucks. Adventure Club Podcast, new episodes only on ACPN. And we're back. And this time, as you can hear, we're in the car. Because, Which uh, means... Um, it's a new release one. Well, well, yeah, but they knew that from the first half of the... Oh, okay. That's, yeah. I forgot we were doing suspension. Yeah, yeah, that's... A... Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Ready or Not, which was a uh, a horror, I guess a pitch black. It's not not even horror technically. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but like it's like a, a pitch black comedy. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, which for me, um, I enjoyed it a lot. But I will say that the one problem that I had, and it was really only intermittent, but it happened enough times to to really throw me a little. Yeah, was the fact that because it was a comedy and like most of the deaths were supposed to be hilarious um and they were and they were like over the top like slasher movie kills on steroids and that worked really well but the like the main character and other characters that you liked yeah got really abused in some graphic ways that I felt like tonally really didn't fit like there were most of the time the violence was fine because it was so cartoonish that it was like it yeah. was in the like in the zone of what they were doing in the movie mm-hmm. um, but there was a couple there was a couple points especially there's like a 15 minute stretch like at the beginning of the third act where uh, your main character is just getting gruesomely yeah. like injured and it's every single shot of it is just like Oh, horrific yeah. yeah and it's just like it, it was it, I want I made a mental note at the time I wanted to start with that because it was like I, I really liked the kind of the way that they did this movie mm-hmm. but I also kind of felt like that there like there were little tiny bits of it where it was like it got too real and not zany enough yeah. and it was just yeah. like oh that's jarring i mean i think that like i it because the fact that it was like obviously you can see the trailer that it's a, the female character lead yeah um whose name is she's amazing like she is uh samara weeping yeah she's fucking fantastic yeah. in this um, like, I, I will say actually watching this i yeah. can like I, i'm able to 
be like, oh, she's not Margot Robbie for a minute. Yeah. Because, um, like, I tweeted last night, actually, that, like, when I look at thumbnail-sized images of them, right. I, it's, I just well, can't tell I, them apart. I, I told you. I was like, oh, it's Margot Robbie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then it was like, when I first said, oh, we should go see this, like, yeah. uh, two weeks ago or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then over time, I was like, wait. Because I didn't want, I like, I think I watched, like, minute of the trailer and I'm like I like this enough that I'm not going to yeah, watch yeah. anything more Not I don't think I've watched the trailer since then like I ended up catching yeah. it on TV or something and like it doesn't give anything away like yes like within 20 minutes of the film you yeah know, I mean that's what's happening so, it gives but, the premise away but then again like it's the premise even yeah. though ostensibly it takes 20 minutes for you to get there narratively it's yeah. still not like I, I have the hardest time thinking of the premise of something as a spoiler even if they try to keep yeah. it from you I mean, especially while. considering the title is ready to go yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but um but what i would say is it uh because it, it, it's a female lead she's blonde it, it remind it, it's very reminiscent of kill bill yeah um not in any real other way other than just that and also like the, the blonde a lot of violence to, is yeah. happening to the blonde um and uh, or the bride, actually. Actually, that—that's yeah. specifically why I was, I, it wasn't even the physical characteristics of the, the lead characters. It was—it was the fact that you know, it's, yeah. they're literally but, the bride. Like, yeah. They're obviously different films um, yeah. in in many different ways, but but also like the unneeded brutality that happened to that. The like, it's a Tarantino film, so of course there's like yeah. going to be some level of like, oh, it's a woman, so we have to like threaten her sexually and, and yeah. it's just, just there's I don't know there's just like I will a, say that was something I liked is that they never did that yeah I mean um, yeah. especially they kind of set up at the beginning that um, yeah. Adam Brody's character was what? this alcoholic lech who kept hitting on her yeah yeah, um, yeah. And, and there's lots of times when she finds herself alone with him and I kept waiting for yeah. it to be like well, I'll I'll let you live if you let me screw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or vice versa, her kind of offering like, that, yeah, thinking that he would, like, yeah. and it didn't. That didn't happen, which I liked yeah. because again, it was like just because you expect something yeah. doesn't mean it's the right yeah. thing to have. But, uh, but that was just a long way of saying like I think that um, it, I think the the drops into a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's a scene when she's just like it's a really horrific scene not of her getting physically attacked or violence or anything right. like that but just she drops into a situation where she's very you yeah, know yeah. um and it is uh like i think that you need the like the drops in reality for the other hits to be like it has to the pendulum has yeah. to go back and forth on it um i mean i certainly get like that especially I, I, that part see, of the act i like, don't i get where you're yeah. at on that I don't I, disagree it just, either. It works more for me than it worked for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, the, the thing is, I don't even disagree with that. Yeah. I just think that because 85% of the movie was fantastical and way off the deep end as opposed to, like, 50-50, yeah. that the fact that every time we had to get grounded the way that we did it yeah. was by showing, like, yeah. in gruesome detail what yeah. was happening. <laughs> it was, like, it yeah. was just jarring. And it, like I said, it's not even... I can't even say it was a bad choice because certainly... Like, it was effective. It got the, like, visceral response that they yeah, wanted. Yeah. But it was just one of those, uh, one of those things where you're like, Jesus. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, no, it's certainly, and it, and I, and I, like, I, I liked it for that reason. There's, there's other, there's other killings. God, it's, it's hard to. Yeah. Not, it's, there's nothing that's spoilers, but there's, like, mo- there's so many moments. It's yeah. like a thriller. Like, it's, you know, be like a Freddy movie. Yeah. Like, 
Well, you won't know when everybody dies. Yeah. You know, yeah. and in fact, that that's not true. Um, but uh, in comparison to this film, but yeah. but it's just saying, like in those films, like you know that everybody dies, but every the way that everybody dies is what the spoiler is. Right. So to yeah. talk about it, but anyway, but like there's a handful of people that uh, die in this film that uh, aren't really part, aren't necessarily supposed to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I'm trying to think of like. Well, like, I mean, murder by death, like. Yeah, yeah. When uh, I'm trying to remember whether it's uh, uh, who it was that's like just there, like the butler dies, yeah. like when he was not supposed to be part of it or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Which is, you know, basically. Even in the Clue movie, it was yeah, like you yeah, got the so. like where the the maid and the like all yeah. the all of the kitchen stuff, and and I mean, I think I think we can kind of say because it's a runner that starts immediately. Yeah. Uh, that like there's a runner of like the non-partisan like the the, the house staff and, yeah. and things uh, being killed and, yeah. and like I won't go into any more detail than that but it's like a running gag yeah. uh, that every time it happens somebody's like oh and they were my favorite <laughs> um, yeah and and so but yeah I, I it was weird because that was just enough and I think it was really just to give them some more creative kills without diminishing yeah. the family too yeah, far because yeah. I do think a, a big chunk of the movie's appeal is that um, she kind of moved up like up the ladder it, it, so it, that yeah like, it, it's also um, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to word this without spoilers yeah. uh, <laughs> everything um, but if it, there's a lot of Joe I mean like so the we I mean, didn't even get into the premise. She's marrying yeah. into an incredibly like ridiculously wealthy uh, gaming family. Not right. in, not in sports gaming, but as in like literally board games. And, yeah. Like, yeah. So basically, I think that one of them's last name is Bradley, or one of them. Sorry. So I th- I'm pretty yeah. sure like obviously that I yeah, think that yeah. that was a joke at Milton Bradley. Right. Um. So it's like basically she's marrying into the Milton Bradley family if that was an actual right, family, yeah. which I assume it's not. Um. I because it, I think it's I think owned it, by. No, but. I think it was. I think that like Milton Bradley was the name of a guy who oh, yeah. invented a bunch of stuff uh, and then yeah. sold his company to Hasbro or yeah. whoever it is. Yeah. Um, but um, but so she married. She's marrying into it, and uh, and so she's she's a uh, adopted kid, like basically, or she she grew up in foster homes. So she's you know it's soon poor. Yeah. And but I kind of know. love by the way the fact that Adam Brody yeah. uh, is in this. Yeah. When. Like the as soon as she started talking about the foster homes, I'm like, oh, like in Shazam, yeah. where he was. Yeah. Um, I, and we got we actually we got uh, two comic book actors in this movie because we got Adam Brody mm-hmm. and the fucking wonderful Mel- Melanie Scrifano, um, the coked out sister. Oh yes, that's yeah. Winona Earp. Oh oh shit yeah. yeah. Which I I'm kind of wondering if like giving her the gun like the tiny little ancient <laughs> gun was like a gag on the fact that she spends most of her like work life running yeah. around with that giant fucking 1880s revolver. <laughs> um, she also is like her character. Not not only she's fantastic, but also her character is specifically fantastic. Oh yeah. Because yeah. she plays into a lot of the uh, accidental deaths. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Say. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but like it is an interesting so it, it slowly becomes there's like a lot of like class like jabs and like yeah. rich people jabs which I, I just always thoroughly enjoy um, <laughs> but um, there's there's a weird uh, there's a weird understanding in this movie that essentially the house staff yeah. for this family are part of the family and not part but, of the rest of the but world I, but the, there right. is there, there is a thing and this is again when I was try, one of yeah, the things yeah. I was trying to talk around spoiler wise um, may have to just put like a general like 
minor spoilers throughout the yeah. whole thing because there's really no time. But nothing happens to them unless they basically break their class line. Right. Like, I, I'm trying to build in, in my yeah, head as yeah. I was watching this film some sort of rules, and I don't think there's any necessarily anything any rules. It's not that deep of a film. Like, yeah, yeah. But it is, it definitely has, like, like there there are people that break their, their class lines yeah. and they come in, and, I can, I can and see only that. then they get tortured, they get, like, hit, brutalized, tortured, yeah. whatever happens to them. And I wonder if part of that is, like, the writers trying to be clever with the idea yeah. of rules of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like, that it's, like, because you're supposed you stop to be being a neutral party, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. You stop being a neutral party because that was like, that was one of the that was one of the things that like happens that like creates a weird psych or a weird like chain reaction of incidental violence. Yeah. Is like one of the one of the the people essentially going like, oh, I found her, and then yeah, like yeah. hilarity, you know? Yeah. But uh, which I mean that's the. The, the, we, we kind of stop before giving the full conceit, although, again, yeah. I'm going to be like, uh, she's marrying into this family. It's an incredibly wealthy gaming family. Uh, on the wedding night, her husband tells her, essentially, like, that the, her family, his family has this uh, ritual where, at midnight, they have to play a game. And, like, basically, there's this old, like, magic Hellraiser box <laughs> that she picks a card from. Yeah. And... Supposedly, the card is filled out by the ghost of the family's, like, 1850s benefactor. Yeah. And, uh, you do whatever game he tells you to do, and it's all fine, and everybody it goes away happy. Except for if it's hide-and-seek, and then the rules become... Yeah, like, it's basically the options are, like, it's like all the different, like, in-laws are around the table. Yeah, and, it's like, and I did like, checkers. It's like, I did checkers, I did chess, I did whatever. Old maid. The, 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 the old maid old joke maid, yeah. where he's like, I had old maid. What the fuck, fuck is, is old, old maid? maid? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, the, the, the idea is that the, the hide-and-seek thing is not every single time somebody marries into the family. It's like yeah. a once-in-a-generation yeah. kind of thing. And uh, she just drew the unlucky card. Uh, and, and I think you can, like, because of the way that certain things play out in the film, I think you can, like, intuit that maybe that was, like, the will of the ghost. Yeah. Like, that the idea of, like, this guiding hand who's gonna, what, like, that, that he is essentially... Oh, it's a, is, it, is it the invisible hand uh, uh-huh. from, uh, is it Milton Friedman, or, no, uh-huh. it wasn't Milton Friedman, it was, uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um... But, uh, but yeah, it, like, that's the thing where I kind of feel like, I think by the end of this movie, you're like, oh, everything that happened in this movie happened exactly the way it was supposed to. Yeah. Like, that the, you know, yeah. they, they have a lot of, like, back and forth on whether or not the ghost element or, like, yeah. the supernatural elements are real. Yeah. Um, and that, I think, is fun. They play it, they play it yeah. pretty well. Yeah, like, I, there are some, like, true true uh true devotee true devo- uh like people who really really genuinely yeah. believe that all of like basically like the father yeah. genuinely believes that if they don't go by what um uh what the ghost says or it was kind yeah, of like yeah. in tones and what the original deal that got their family their fortune would happen uh yeah. if it doesn't happen then you know they'll all die or yeah. something you know something horrible will, will cast out upon them yeah, and um, then you have, like, the kids who are basically there because they're, like, they're basically participating because they're paranoid. That, like, because they were raised in a household where yeah. this is just the law, like, this is their religion, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they've they been taught their whole lives, like, 
if this ever happens, this is what we have to do or else everybody, you yeah, know, everybody yeah. dies. And so, like, you have the, the kids who, are, like, none of them really seem to fully believe it. Yeah. But they're just scared enough because they grew up in that house yeah. that it's like, well, we're going to have to do what we have to do anyway because, yeah. like, what if, you know? It's like people who grow up grow up in a super evangelical yeah. house, and they don't necessarily really believe in God, but they're just like, yeah, I'll just hedge I, my bets. I find the I find the uh, so I mean like obviously there's a bunch of in-laws, and so they're not part of the family, right? Um, but they're since they did the game, they're part of the family. One they're they're, they're not necessarily treated 100% as part of the family, like is it blood family? Yeah. But like they're part of the family, and you know there's like one or two that are like really good and do it, you know, like are respected with the family and then one or two that are jokes and kind of, you know, but like they, they all like different levels of basically there are different levels of involvement and also there are different levels of like honesty about I'm not losing this, you know, I'm not losing the wealth of your, basically I'm married into your family for a reason. Like this is just a weird off the, off topic thing, but like I kind of wonder what the rules of the whatever, like if if one of those spouses had divorced the person like yeah. before this or like left them during it, yeah. like how does that work? <laughs> because like everything's all like super family focused. Like yeah. what if you're just like no fuck you, this is a bridge too far. I'm we're getting a divorce now. Mm-hmm. Like what happens then? Yeah. Like, or yeah. if they divorce later on, like wait what? <laughs> yeah. Because there's no like there's no like there's not like a one off about it. like well this is your second life. Or yeah exactly. You know, exactly. Sort of thing and like. And I, and like you know, and then, I mean, part of that is they're all, they're all pretty young. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Adam Brody, Melanie yeah. Scrifano. I mean, there is there is there is the the aunt who is fucking like yeah, just yeah. incredibly creepy. Yeah, because she just stares and like I, I think there's a shot of her. She's the one with like the shock of like yeah, like it's no, it's like it's white hair that's like spiked. Yeah, like, yeah, goes like her. back. Um, yeah, and um, she's fucking intense. She's like yeah, she's fully into it because basically at the beginning of the the film you see a flashback yeah um, that kind of informs her backstory of, of informs later. of basically yeah. what type of person she and she never remarries right. so it's uh it's it's interesting whether there's larger rules or whatever but yeah. anyway uh, that's um, that's beyond anything i mean that's that's the kind of thing that we'll get if there's some kind of sequel yeah, we'll get some kind yeah. of backstory for like oh and like this is what happens yeah. if you break this rule yeah. you know cuz that was um but yeah, I uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, like I said, like the only things that really like threw me were some of the the bits of extreme violence that felt too grounded and, and they kind of took me out of it. But I do think, like you said, there's there's an element of like, well, that keeps the stakes real and it keeps it from being goofy. Yeah. Like you don't. Like, the thing of it is, like I can't think of. I'd have to rewatch Scream. Like I, I, this, this feels like Scream a little bit, yeah. um, in the sense that there's a lot of it that's like black comedy, yeah. but like clearly there's still like a lot on the line. There's like people that you like who are, you know. Yeah. Um, I, 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 it has. Uh, which, if, if you've never seen, if anyone listening has never seen Murder by Death, go dig up a copy of it. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like Clue, but at a different it, it's weird because it kind of feels like a parody of Clue it's, but like they came out about the same like, well it's a it, it, it's I, a parody of Ten Little Indians oh right? yeah yeah and, it's true and, yeah. and which of course Clue is kind of a riff on Ten Little yeah, Indians yeah. but um, it's not really a straight up parody because it's got the board game like it's it's do, it's adapting something yeah, else yeah um, but yeah so uh, this is definitely one that you, that's worth going to see in theaters yeah. I think I mean whenever you find a movie that's like a solid entertaining movie that is not 
a big franchise film, it's like just go throw it a few bucks. Yeah, like, yeah. You know. I mean, it's 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 there there are I, there's nothing in this film like it's it's well shot. Mm-hmm. It's fucking fantastically funny. It's funny and scary. Um, it's sort of like like jump scares and things yeah. like that. Um, and it's really really fucking well written. Yeah. Um, there's there's no cheap stupid lines in it or anything like that. Um, and and so. Like there's no base. I don't know if I find it. Just I think don't bring your kids to this. Like by the yeah. way, like there was wow. we we it's a seven o'clock showing at the movie tavern, um and there was like at least seven like, like little under kids. nine kids. Like yeah, there was like there was a girl there who must have been maybe six who walked yeah. out like crying. Yeah, which and it's understandable. I don't yeah. know. I I like I have like from the trailer I'd be like. Yeah, no, I wouldn't bring my kids to this. But yeah. like, it is worse than the trailer. That that much oh, I yeah. say. Like, it is gr- gruesome, like blade level, oh, yeah. like blood, guts, and like some Wait. of it's comical, but a lot of it's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, like even I mean, even the stuff that's comical is yeah. pretty real. It's just oh, yeah. that like it's played for laughs. Yeah. Well, it's so big. It's yeah, literally yeah. you know people exploding. Basically. But you're but yeah, I mean it's you're like, right. Blade is a really good like parallel for yeah. it because it's like. There's, Except it's also well, better done than Blade was because it just because of the effects. It yeah, it's just like, like the, the nature of but being like, twenty years yeah, later. Yeah. But so like it is, it is, it is very. It it's definitely re- very realistic. Mm-hmm. So it ends up being like, yeah, don't don't bring your kids to that. Like, no. I, I was a I was a pretty, you know, I watched some things I really shouldn't have seen early on, and like I that yeah anyway. But and it's comical and things like that. So it's it's whatever. I mean like, but yeah. I just it's not going to be that type of film and, it, no, and it's no. weird like I, we, I wouldn't have never even noted that unless literally there was like seven children yeah, yeah. and I say children not teenagers not young adults yeah, not yeah. tweens children yeah. that walked out of that theater and again theater. like part of that's probably just that it's five o'clock or five dollar Tuesday so yeah like, no and that's it but, it was, to get but there. it's 7pm so yeah. it's like I don't know but but um, anyway but but um, yeah it's a, yeah. It's, that's a weird weird choice and I'm, I'm yeah um but yeah, that's actually it, even beyond the kids element of it. That is worth saying that like mm-hmm. this is a good movie. You should see it. However, if you're like skittish about like blood and gore, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this is definitely yeah. it, again it it isn't a slasher movie, but it has a lot of shared DNA yeah, in yeah. terms of the level of gore, yeah. the nature of like the comical over the top violence, yeah. and you know uh, there so. It's, I mean, it is. It's. It's. Uh, I think Kill Bill has like a lot of the good comparisons with it, mm-hmm. in the fact that like just over the top. Except like Kill Bill's violence and the blood and everything like that is like is kind of Monty Python esque. Yeah. This is. This is. Uh, has a lot more real. You know, real to it. Yeah. You know, just between people getting shot with arrows and and different things. Yeah. You know, just the level of stuff. Um, I did. There's a couple like keep an eye out on things. There's a couple things that pay off in the end yeah. which uh just because if you don't pay attention to a couple of these things you'll be like what the fuck just happened yeah <laughs> but like if you think about something for like five like for more than 10 seconds you're gonna be like oh maybe yeah, that wasn't yeah. that anyway but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> which like, is just uh... it adds to this, it there's a depth to this film that yeah. like which is why it makes me want to read into more about like yeah. class issues and things like that it just because there's so much talk about like and there's fucking there's, rich people and there's literal depth to it too <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in the sense that like it's there's 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 like a room full of Chekhov's guns. Yeah. Like there's a there's a like the the place where you start, which by the way is it, it, if there is a Jumanji like mm-hmm. riff, it's 
the fact that like yeah. you open the door yeah. and the door has like the family crest on it and it yeah, basically yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. the outside of the fucking Jumanji yeah, box yeah, yeah. and that's the room where you go to be read the rules yeah. so that you can be immersed into this horrifying yeah. world yeah. and uh and but when you're in the Jumanji room basically yeah. uh every there's like not there's like animal heads but there's also weapons and like there's a lot of things that you see either in that room or like in one in a, the one or two other rooms that you spend any time in with the lights on yeah and it's like if you see something and it kind of sticks out yeah then it probably means oh, yeah. it's going to come back as a yeah, prop yeah, later yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, foreshadowing in this is yeah it's a heavy heavy shadow <laughs> yeah yeah but i liked it because like yeah. so often like even like especially in the game room it's like mm-hmm. there, there there are a lot of stuff there that you, you could have just tossed in like as a gag because like it's game room yeah, and yeah. there are a lot of things yeah. in there that are just a gag because it's the game room yeah. but like there's enough things in there that it's like they yeah. go when you circle back to that room later yeah. it's like oh that thing comes up again yeah, oh yeah, yeah. that thing comes you know yeah I mean? yeah i mean like there's a little explainer and they like they're able to do the foreshadowing in a in a it, it, it this film also like it feels it feels like an older film like mm-hmm. it feels like something that like out of again i keep, I keep referencing murder by death and glue yeah. like the 80s and 70s and like oh yeah when like like this type of thing like obviously with a hell of a lot more gore than yeah. any of those films had but um it's it just the fact that it's smart and it uses the it uses the foreshadowing really yeah. well without it being like you know so many times it, it like a lot of like tv shows and movies now it feels like when you walk into you're you're in a video game and you're like oh wow that 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 little thing over there on the counter has a lot more yeah. detail. Clearly I have to walk over. Like that's how like yeah. so many, you know, like so many things was like, Oh, that, that sword that's up on the wall is definitely because yeah. it has too much lighting on it. Like yeah. you can be like, yeah, if you start paying attention to like, and it, and it's nice because first off, they don't do that. It's not like there's no, I mean, there's, I guess there's one shot with a gun that's yeah. like clear, but you're like, Oh fucking hell. Like, yeah, it, yeah it's gonna, <laughs> I, I will also say uh, kind of the, the flip side of that because there's like a scene in the kitchen where there's like the block of knives <laughs> and like when the when the knives finally come into play like it's not very effective yeah, and like yeah. one of the things I do like in this movie is that it the, these are not like people who are yeah. meant to be fighting <laughs> they're, like they're it's not, a bunch of doughy, no one is good at what they yeah, do it's a bunch of doughy rich white people <laughs> and she's like 98 pounds soaking yeah. wet and it's one of those things where I can actually believe that yeah. this like girl who's 98 pounds soaking wet and has never been in a fight before yeah. can like hold her own in yeah. these things because one the people she's fighting aren't very good well the fight I mean I, one of the things I do because it is like this subtle kind of thing I think that like yeah. there's a level of grit that she has because yeah. because foster homes and things like that right. versus these like again like and, and this game has not been played for yeah, exactly. 30 years that's the other and again so, that's, a, that's a key component yeah, to it I yeah. think is that you're not <laughs> like this isn't the most dangerous game I mean it is on some level yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not because yeah, yeah. like in in most of those films yeah. it's like people who's highly trained hunters yeah exactly versus, yeah. versus randos yeah. and here it's like randos versus randos and like yeah. half the people don't want to hurt her yeah um, they just and feel, also they're and also like and again this is in the trailer so it's like they're using like fucking crossbow yeah, which again, yeah. like, played to fantastic comic effect. Yeah, everything, yeah. every single like prop in this, like that's something yeah, I really like yeah. too, is that every single prop in this is used to its full fucking effect, yeah. down to like the one character that gets the tiny handgun, yeah, you know, like yeah. sort of thing. Like, so it it just it's uh um, I 
I want, I want to, before we end, like, go back to, like, how fucking fantastic she is. Mm-hmm. But, um, Samantha, but Andy fucking McDowell. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, she was A, really... did not know she was in this. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I somehow missed that. Like, I, I, obviously, well, because here's I the skipped thing. everything over. I but... know I've seen this trailer at some yeah. point, but, like, it was long enough ago yeah. that I'd forgotten basically everything. Yeah. And so, when you said, hey, do you want to go to this? I had heard good things, so I just said, sure, cold. Yeah. And, uh... And didn't watch the trailer again. Mm. So I got there, and I'm seeing, like, Adam Brody and Melanie yeah, Scrifano yeah. and Andy McDowell, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Because, like, I had no idea. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but, I mean, she is... Um, I, I miss her a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she's one of those actresses, and, and I'm like, like too. oh, man, I hope this does... I hope... I think this has done well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's done pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, it ends up being one of those, like, I hope, because she's really fucking good in this. Yeah. She's, she, she's one of the characters that has, like... You don't know what's gonna happen yeah, with her exactly. because there's some tones where like, is she gonna end up helping her? Because yeah, she's like, clearly like feels as though that like, oh this this bride could be the next. Yeah, me. yeah. Um and um, yeah. That's yeah. and also the... she's also fantastic. She's it's like she's fantastic physic like yeah. physical fighting and everything obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, and and I really like the fact that like. It's Andy McDowell, mm-hmm. and so the mm-hmm. fact that it's Andy McDowell, for those of us who are old enough to remember when she was a thing, mm-hmm. um, like, the first time you hear her say fuck, it's just like, ha that was funny, because it's Andy McDowell! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, like, is one of those things, like, you can't get that with everybody, because yeah, yeah, yeah. not everybody, yeah, no. like, almost, no, like, everybody in this movie curses, because it's an R-rated yeah. movie. Nobody else gets a laugh out of cursing. Yeah, Andy yeah. McDowell got a laugh just yeah. by saying the thing. Yeah. You know, I would say uh, uh, before 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 we end, can we talk about Samantha? Right? Is the Samara? Samara. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samara. Um, what the fuck else was she in? Because she's like, um, but it's she is she the one from the Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse or whatever it was? I don't oh, think so. I, think, mm. I don't think so. I think that but, was a uh, but no, like, that was that was the girl who played Dazzler in Dark Phoenix. Um, <laughs> of course, that's not reference based. Uh, um, but but anyway, people but, you may know. Um, but anyway, Damn but it. she um, Halston Sage. I, I I want to talk about her screaming. Oh yeah. Because obviously it's a horror film. It's a horror esque film. She's constantly being chased. She's constantly yeah. being surprised. She's constantly being stabbed, shot with an arrow, hit over the you yeah. know hit over that like her fucking like because you know most like I think that most like in these type of films like there's a there's a type of way that that you scream that you whatever especially yeah. and like she like again like it, it's because Uma Thurman's uh in in uh Kill Bill was the I, I, becoming more and more the only good part of that entire fucking film is that yeah. just how good she was in that film like and her being you know basically going yeah. through that like her screaming like especially at the end that because it's turning it, yeah. it turned into complete fucking hysterical like yeah I'm like oh my god I've I, that is my work as a photojournalist yeah, like yeah. I've seen people scream when they're terrified like it's a lot more real than it yeah, like she yeah. like it comes off as kind of his like funny to, to a right. certain level because it's like at such a well and it, like it's it's that thing of like she's <laughs> it's a weird way to end this episode yeah, by the way well, it's but, talking about a woman screaming but <laughs> well by the end it, it, it is though it's a, it's a really effective performance because yeah. it's like it's not just that it's hysterical but it's the fact yeah. that like her whole performance essentially turns feral by the end yeah oh yeah like she at, by, by the end of the movie, she it's like just... she's gone through so much shit that it's just like she's like Mowgli in the fucking Jungle Book, <laughs> yeah, where she's yeah. just like not interacting in a human fashion at all. Yeah. Um. And and so I I really liked that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was she in? Because I know she's been in things um, that we've talked about. So three billboards outside, Edding, um, 
I forget what state it was in. Missouri. Um, Missouri. Um, the Babysitter. Mayhem. She was in the Picnic at the Hanging Rock. Oh, that's what Smith. I. That's what I was thinking of. Was Picnic at um, Hanging Rock. Because I think like Picnic at Hanging, Hanging Rock also had. Um, Mo- she's she was in monster trucks which yeah like the, I just remember her from the trailer the kid who plays MacGyver on CBS yeah um, this is just weird but MacGyver on CBS <laughs> wait is this is this an ad <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, Ash and the Evil Dead oh uh, uh, yeah that, that's trucks, that's what I was, that uh, was thinking of she was in it yeah um, weird hmm. yeah she and it's one of those things too because I've seen her name a bunch and I thought like oh, I should know her from stuff, and I really don't, because yeah. I didn't see the Billboards movie. Um, yeah. I did see bits and pieces of Ash vs. Evil Dead. And, I don't think, I'm trying to know if she has... Oh, and she's she's uh, Ted's daughter, or no, Bill's daughter in Bill and Ted Face the oh, Music. Oh, nice! Um, Sweet. That's uh, actually, that's what it was. That's why I was looking her up, <laughs> because when they cast her, I was like, oh, who's this person? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that this film, like... Because uh, it's funny because in the trailers beforehand there is a uh, a trailer for the oh god what bombshell oh yeah um, the Fox and, News thing yeah and whatever about it like I think I I personally I think the trailer is fucking quite good um, because it has um, three um, oh my god and Charlie Cerrone uh, Margot Robbie and uh, Nicole Kidman, Kidman yeah. yeah and none of them really look like themselves to an certain extent like just because they have bleached blonde I mean Margot Robbie uh, looks more like than anyone else because yeah, yeah. we've seen her very recently and also and because Charlotte Theron a little is like just wearing everybody's wearing Fox News kind of outfits yeah, and yeah. things like that and that, I think that's part of it is the reason that Margot Robbie because like they're very clearly meant to play characters who are roughly their real ages yeah, yeah. and so like if you're a TV news personality and you're 60 or yeah. whatever it is, the, kid, the Kidman is now, yeah. you have to have a certain level of makeup. Yeah, if yeah. you're 40, you have a certain yeah, level yeah. of makeup. If you're 30, you have a lot less. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that, like, she looks like her mostly because, oh, yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, and they're Fox Newsified. Exactly, well, exactly. But, but it is, it, it is in, it's just because it's like, again, like, I made the fuck up of, like, oh, it's Margot Robbie, uh in this film. And now that I've seen this, I'm like, ah... Margot Robbie, first off, I don't think uh, it's not a role that she would have taken, especially mm-hmm. at this point in her career. But um, it's uh, like she's be- she's she's better in different ways. I'll say. Yeah, I think, I think they're both like, they're both fantastic. It, I think that it'll she, be interesting. I think to yeah. see how Birds of Prey pans out because yeah. I think Birds of Prey, I get the impression that Harley Quinn is going to be basically very much like this version of the like because yeah. the spoilers I guess it's set photos but like from what I can see the movie revolves around Harley Quinn finding like girlfriends after she dumps the Joker and so you've got you're gonna have that's that's birds of play (laughs) but you're you're gonna have like a version of her where she's like Emancipated from the yeah. person who's been yeah. running her life, yeah. and you know, I just feel like we've we like we saw a little bit of this, yeah. uh, uh, like Margot uh, played a little bit of this in uh, Suicide Squad, like just a tad, and, like, and an element of but it like, in like I Tanya, just the like the true, desperation yeah, yeah. and the yeah, and so um, and it just ends up being one of those. I'm like, ah, oh, fantastic that she she but but she plays it just like enough different that it's I kind of feel like, like it's and this is going to be like this might be unfair to Robbie but like I feel like she's just not as talented 
like as a physical actor. That's that's like gonna... I feel like she she even in the the stuff where she had to do action stuff, she sold the drama. Yeah. Uh, but you could tell like she's not doing those stunts. Um, and in this one, I mean, I'm sure Weaving is not doing most of her own stunts either because there were fucking crazy stunts in this. <laughs> but like she sold the physicality of the rest of the movie so yeah. much that like you like. Yeah. First of all, there was a seamless transition between her and her stunt performer. Like, I don't remember a single instance of oh, yeah, no, no, knowing yeah, for sure. Um, but, like, but I, you know, I, I got a physicality from her that yeah. I don't think you would get from Robbie. I don't know if that, like, and, and I think you're right. Like, the, the only fair way to say it is they're both very good. Yeah. They're, they're good at different things. Yeah. And their roles overlap a little bit. Yeah. So you're going to see. Like, I think Robbie will be, like, fantastic in, like, she, uh, she was the best part of, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, like, certainly not Leo and certainly not anybody else. I'm sorry. I still fucking hate that film. Yeah. Um, but, um, but also, um, like, I think that she'll be, like, she, like, Margot versus, would be, bet Margot would be better in Bombshells, like, cast-wise. Yeah. Like, yeah. this film, I don't know if she could have sold as well. I think she could have done it, but I yeah. don't think, like, there's, like, just a... a I mean, there are reasons that, that certain people go, gravitate oh, towards certain yeah, yeah. roles. Oh, obviously, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, it's, uh, yeah. Um, like John Cusack wouldn't have been as great, as good at Hudson Hawk as. <laughs> well, I mean the fact that Bruce Willis wrote that, so I mean he wrote the story for it, That's so right. it would have been weird for him to cast it. I also don't <laughs> think they could have gotten the, <laughs> the budget that they did. But anyway. Andy McDowell again, by the way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Bringing it full circle. Nice. By total nice. accident. Yeah. Uh, now let's bring it to Kevin Bacon, and we can do this anyway. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I, I don't, mean, don't, 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 don't. I, I can do it, actually. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm because sure you of, can. Uh, <laughs> because of all those shitty sci-fi channel movies that have <laughs> all the Winona Earp cast in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, also, if, if, assuming they're in I mean, like, one of those actors has to be in a Tremors films, okay. which then brings it back. Well, to that's the thing. So is like, done. <laughs> uh, there, was a, there was a Tremors pilot that didn't go at sci-fi, yeah. and I'm positive that some of those, like, the sci-fi troupe of actors had to have been in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. All right, any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um... No, I mean, this is definitely, like, uh, obviously this is post, uh, you know, opening opening night and everything like yeah, that, but, yeah. like, definitely go see this the second weekend. Yeah, I don't absolutely. know what's coming out next weekend, um, but it's not going to be, I don't think it's as good as this. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what's coming out. I mean, there are some things coming out, but nothing's, yeah. like, really remarkable. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I'd say definitely check this out. Um, Zach and I may have to go see um, Angry Birds 2. Because like as terrible as the first one was, yeah. I've heard like I've heard like Paddington level enthusiasm from certain people about how like this is like have like any I mean the the, the Rotten Tomato score doesn't support the Paddington level enthusiasm, <laughs> but it does support the uh, it does support the fact that it's like thirty points higher than the previous movie. Um, well, what was the other first one like twenty <laughs> five? Uh, I think it was like thirty six. Yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, I think that's the only other thing coming out this week, and even that yeah. might have been last week. I, I don't know. I, I have to go see um, um, uh, Angel Has Fallen because I fucking love those goddamn the the, the series yeah. now trilogy. And I gotta see but... I gotta see Blinded by the Light again because it's got the the seven minute like whatever uh, the the footage from Bruce's movie. Oh, um, oh true. Yeah. Like Warner Brothers is distributing uh, the Western Skies or Western Stars mm-hmm. movie, and so. They're like, oh, get your first look at Western Stars and Blinded by the Light in theaters now. Oh. Um, because, it, spoilers for the thing we talked about three weeks ago, mm-hmm. they apparently wildly overpaid to buy that movie. <laughs> um, 
because like I was looking at it later and I was like, oh, so what is the budget on that? How much does it need to make to make? Oh, it was like they paid like because there were other people who really wanted it yeah. at the film festivals. Yeah. And so Warner Brothers ended up paying like $20 million for it. And so it's just like, yeah, that movie's not going to make its money back in the theaters. Yeah. Like it's there. It's it's going to make its money back when it gets a few awards and when it hits home video and everybody buys it because they heard good things. Yeah. Um, so like, uh, uh, they they're just like, well, fuck it. Like maybe we can get the Bruce people to come a second week in a row because, <laughs> like this. Yeah. But anyway, that's all episodes you might or might not hear in the future. But uh, in the meantime. Thanks for listening. Uh, I, well, first of all, I'd say this is like a four and a half star movie for me. Like, and again, it's yeah. in this, it's in the world of like what this movie is. Yeah, yeah, but again. like, yeah, I mean, I really, I really want to give it five. Um, I'm gonna give it five because I, it, like, again, like for what it is, yeah, it surprised me. Like, honestly, it surprised me to being good. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh, this trailer is too good. Oh, all of these moving parts are too much. Like, yeah, yeah. It's such a it's not a high concept. It's like yeah, such it's a low concept yeah. that like it could very easily have just been. <laughs> it's literally, shot. it's literally <laughs> horror hide and seek. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. the lowest concept. <laughs> it's like Ouija. Actually, yeah. there, there was a movie. There was. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It, but it made about $8. This also, this one nice because they didn't have to pay any uh, royalties to anybody. So Jumanji, true, had yeah. a, you know, whatever. That's true. Of course, then we now live in a world where uh, Death Row Records is owned by Hasbro. So that's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I would say I'm fucking, I'm going to give it a five because um, not only did I just top to bottom thoroughly enjoy this film and everyone in it and mm-hmm. the writing and the, the camera work, everything, um, but also it just ends up being one of those really nice, like, late summer surprises. Yeah. That, oh, like, yeah. You're like, oh, shit. Nothing usually, like, yeah. I, 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 I personally love Angel's, I love the, like, the, that, that yeah, series, that you know, and, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect it to be good. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. it definitely is not going to be it's good. It's like somebody was, the other day, was, somebody <laughs> tweeted at, like, what are your, what, like, what are your most anticipated movies for the rest of the year? And I was yeah. like, that Joker, I guess? Yeah. Because, like, it's the one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Like, the, the Skywalker movie, it's like, uh, I mean, I'm going to see it, but I'm not yeah. extra enthusiastic about it or anything. Yeah. Um, but, like, this, but, so, yeah, this is, like, that kind of movie where it's just, like, and I, even in that tweet, I was like, I, I, Joker's not going to be the one I like the most. What I like the most is going to be some dopey thing I didn't think I was going to see. Yeah. And that might be this. Like, that. this might be the best movie yeah. of the rest of the year for me. Yeah, yeah. Or at least yeah, it was nice. It was like, blinded by, like, so far this year, like, it isn't being, like, uh, blinded by the light. Like, yeah. on the other hand, though, I totally expected to love that film. I mean, I, expe- like... I expected... <laughs> I expected to like that film as a Bruce Springsteen fan. Yeah. I didn't necessarily expect it to be so objectively good. Yeah. Because oh, I, that's yeah. certainly true. But it's like I I didn't think I was going to hate that film or yeah, oh, like, yeah, be yeah. disappointed. I, I my expectations were low, and I didn't like my expectations were relatively high for this film, and they were exceeded. Yeah. Um, like it was a cautious high expectation because, but um, but yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So fucking five out of five. All right, so thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Be back here by noon on the fifth day for more from Emerald City Video, and always remember to rewind your cassettes.